back to another episode of Nick Tiffany's Movie Reviews. Coming at you at print and web format on our website, nicktiffany.com, on all podcast platforms and audio, and in video on YouTube. Today, we're talking Count Dracula, one of the longest enduring horror icons of both novels and film. Dracula, you know, he's, he is the OG. He is the vampire. Mr. Nosferatu, Vlad the Impaler, he goes under a whole bunch of different names, but you know who he is. He is the one that started it all, the fangs, the bite marks turning into a bat. You can't let him in unless he's invited. All these different things that for decades and decades, especially in film and TV, have spawned some of the most interesting adaptations of this creature, going all the way back to Bram Stoker's original novel, this film, The Last Voyage of the Demeter, takes place based off of the Captain's Log chapter from Bram Stoker's Dracula. So this is like the film within the film. It's the story within the story, shining a light on this little teeny piece of information that most people might have just totally forgotten about and read. But essentially in the Captain's Logs, they're talking about how they're transporting all this cargo from Romania not too far from Transylvania, where we know a certain count resides. Got all these unmarked boxes with dragon symbols and serpent symbols headed to England, but there's no name as to who's sending them. Curious. And we know what happens when the ship hits England. We know the story of Dracula taking over England. Eventually you'll meet Van Helsing and all that stuff. We're not concerned with that. This story is told from the perspective of the crewmen on the Demeter and the horrifying events that happen when they learn there's more than just a stowaway aboard. The film finds itself directed by Andre Oberdahl. I've not seen any of his films before. He did Troll Hunters. He did The Last Autopsy of Jane Doe. Uh, I am totally on board with anything he else, like anything he else he does from here. This is, I think, exactly the direction that a monster horror film should go in. The uh, They make great use of the R rating. This is a film that is bloody, but not overly gory, which for me is always a big plus. I don't need the Saw 3, just like how effed up can we get and how disgusting can we get with what we show you. So, you know, this film doesn't totally dive that far into the blood and guts, which for me was killer. But it is more than terrifying enough with the blood and everything that you do see. So to go back to it, the film stars Corey Hawkins and David Desmalchen. Corey Hawkins' character, Mr. Clemens, he's a doctor. He's asked to join this crew to help out the Demeter and find his passage back to England. David Desmalchen's kind of the, the second in command on the crew. Eventually this boat will be his once the cake's over for the captain. And of course it's the captain's last journey. Just got to make it to England and then I'm going to retire. You know, probably getting too old for this stuff, as we know from all movie and novel history. Once they get out to sea, you know, already you're kind of building it. A lot of people are like, hey, you know, we'll, we'll help get the boxes to your ship. But we got to go before it hits nightfall. We got to be out of here. And of course, the crew is like, ah, you know what? These guys are foolish. These Romanians What's their deal? Why'd they just give us all this money? Why do they keep blessing us and praying for our safety? You know, ah, let's just get on the ship. 
we got to make headwind. If we can make it early, we're going to make all this extra money. You know, just the typical things that you probably cared about back in the 1800s or so. Now, you know, the early 1900s as you're coming along, it's, hey, you know, I just need coin. I'm not doing this job for any other reason. And then things start to get screwy. You know, you've got an entire ship full of food, all sorts of materials. You've got a young boy and a dog on the ship. And so when they discover a stowaway with bite marks in her neck, who's sick with some odd illness, things start to take a turn for the worse. I'm not totally going to go into a lot of detail because obviously if you know the story, if you know Dracula, I mean, there's not survivors on the ship. The movie clearly states that it starts with the fact that, hey, we found this derelict ship with no passengers on board, no survivors, bunch of empty crates. It's a mystery. So we're set to kind of follow along with that mystery and slowly watching night by night as Dracula feeds on this crew. You know, this is a weird film to talk about only in the sense that like, I, you know, I know a lot of people are like, Hey, you know, don't give me any spoilers. I don't want spoilers. You know, this is an adapted work going into it. The film will tell you everything that I am already stating to you. Now, this is no surprise that people are going to die on this vessel. It's just a matter of how, and along that way, you kind of dip into those Dracula origins, following this shadowy figure in the dead of night, in the mist, using the shadows, lurking, just real creepily. I mean, they use like some stunning prosthetics for Dracula. Everything that they used for him, you know, it wasn't some CGI giant monster. You felt like this was almost human, but then just has horrifying teeth and these glowing eyes and big ears and talons and claws. And it's just like, it's super unsettling. It, like they did a really, really effective job with the makeup and the entire design. And it helps that the crew is totally either oblivious or just, you know, we're not going to believe in anything like, oh, you know, it's bad luck to find a, a woman on board your ship. We've heard this in Pirates of the Caribbean before. And it was, you know, I'm not like it's not trying to be a sexist thing, but whatever the case is, it seems like in every media that we've ever had some horrible thing happen on a boat. You know, they're always like, oh, well, it was that woman, I bet, you know, they're more into belief that that's going to change things, that Poseidon is the one that controls your fate out in the sea. And, and so it cleverly uses a lot of these feelings that real people kind of had back then. They're like, ah, but get this crap out of here. I'm sure the dog probably just went crazy. And that's why one of these animals ended up dead and had their neck torn apart. Yeah, it was the dog. Sure. And then slowly people are starting to realize, okay, well, all right, maybe it wasn't the dog because now things are starting to act crazy. Now things are happening that are a little inexplicable, but you know, we're still men of God. We're still men of what we can see and what we can feel. So I'm sure there's nothing supernatural happening. And of course they're wrong. Corey Hawkins is awesome in this movie. You know, since we first saw him as Dr. Dre and straight out of Compton, I think he's really paved a great career for himself. He really steals the show here with a stoic sense of leadership, but also keeping a grounded medical sense and really kind of diving into all of those things that we've come to learn about vampires, discovering, okay, you know, 
making these deductions based off of the evidence that's left behind. All right, clearly it hunts. Clearly it needs to feed on blood. Clearly, maybe it's not so great in the daytime. These things only happen at night. And so they're kind of piecing together what eventually builds into what we come to know as Dracula and the history of vampires and how you have to interact with them. It, I don't know. I was just a fan of this movie. I really, you know, I went in knowing it was semi-Dracula related. Then after watching it, it was like, okay, so this is like super inspired by Bram Stoker's Dracula, obviously lifted from those pages. Again, the rated R, I think is the best direction they could have gone with this because Dracula feels serious. It feels heavy. It feels ominous and atmospheric when he's flying around in the mist. I mean, there are aspects of this film that really emphasize why Batman is such an effective hero slash vigilante and why people are so terrified of him. Just this entire idea of how you can strike fear into the hearts of people one by one is so effective. And it's so... I I mean, there are multiple lines in this film also that kind of like were almost callbacks to some Batman Superman stuff. I won't totally go into that. I'm sure I'll post about it later. But there are moments where I was like, oh, this is some Batman stuff right there. And this is why Batman is so good at what he does is because he knows what people are afraid of and he can tap into that fear and use it to his advantage. And he's a hunter stalking you, meticulously taking his time, gathering information, waiting for the right chance to strike. I, I, mean, I was taken by this movie. This to me is exactly the direction I think horror monster movies need to go in 2020 i believe we had uh the invisible man with elizabeth moss that movie freaking rips rated r has just enough good amount of blood I, you know it doesn't get gory it doesn't get disgusting but it uses that r rating really well with its violence and certain moments of blood and stuff where you're like oh my god like ah uh, no like and of course just like dracula you can't see the invisible man And so they really dive into that psychosis side of like, all right, I'm paranoid all the time. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know when this person's going to pop up next. How do I even fight something that I can't see? And, you know, back in the day, Universal was going to try to do their Monsters universe. Back when you, you know, the start of Marvel Cinematic Universe, you've got the DC Cinematic Universe. And so Universal was like, hey, we're going to start making movies based off of our classic line of monsters from The Mummy, which they remade with Tom Cruise. Forgettable. There's a couple fun action sequences in there. But by and large, it was kind of like, all right, this is just an action movie with Tom Cruise, and it happens to be about a mummy. You know, it didn't feel like it was steeped in that lore, that feeling of ancient Egypt, or feeling like, oh, this thing has emerged from its sarcophagus. I mean, it wasn't even fun like the Brendan Fraser Mummy movies which still had some like real creepy bits with the scarabs and all this stuff. But I feel like really, you know, they wanted to keep these movies PG 13 because again, we're trying to appease and appeal to the most broad audience out there. And for some movies, I think totally, I think there are enough versions of these creature films that are already PG 13 that already appeal to a broad base. So if you give me a werewolf film, kind of like the Demeter, kind of like the invisible man, I'm all in. I want to see horrifying transformations and people getting eaten in horrible ways and people genuinely scared for their lives because something's hunting them, whether it's in London or wherever. Um, I think 
again, it's not just that I'm pushing for more, give me rated R, give me adult stuff. But if you're going to tell some of these stories as effectively as they could be told, remember, these are not totally books for kids. These are not works for children. This is not literature for the super youth. You know, maybe that teenage and and onward is kind of where that you strike that chord and the kind of that fascination, obviously. But this is adult material that works really well for adults. If I was a teen watching this movie, I would have been terrified. I would have been like, ah, that's not the greatest. Ah, but I'm like, Dracula was horrifying. And I have only recently really kind of started loving horror movies. I've always liked the psychological stuff, but I'm watching more in general. I was just super, super satisfied with this movie. There's that great Dracula series that was on BBC, streaming on Netflix. Not that it's in that similar vein, but just that feeling of the story they're telling, that it's a little bit older, but it's very serious. I'm all aboard. I This was a great surprise for me. Last Voyage of the Demeter, you done me well. You done horror well. I think you did Dracula a great service. I can't wait to see kind of more of where this film goes. I, I mean, I think it's probably going to be a great hit. Horror movies often are. And I think they're laying some solid groundwork for what could become maybe a more rated R monsters universe out there. The film doesn't promise anything like that. And I think that's a good thing too. watch the legs. This thing has watch the response and hopefully like me, it's going to be great. It's going to be something that's like, yeah, we need more shockingly horrifying stuff like this. I mean, there's moments where I feel like in horror movies, you hardly ever see anything happen to like children or, or the animals that like people love, you know, like, Oh, we've seen a billion goats get sacrificed in movies or whatever, but people draw their line at like, no, the dog died or the cat died. And it's just, it's more horrifying than another animal dying. Or, you know, you never see anything happen to a child. You might imply that a child can get harmed and you know that in your head, it's like, yeah, that could happen and it's going to be horrible. But like in this film, there were many moments where I was like, oh my God, I, that was terrifying. And I'm like, it's kind of like the It movies. I'm like, I feel so scared for this child and what could happen to them and what they've already seen happen around them. And it's so scary in that sense. I, gosh, this was just a great movie. I'm ready for more horror. I'm ready for classic monster movies like this that take the source material seriously and present it so for a mature audience. Because that's, I think, where these stories are at their best. The film's playing in theaters. Absolutely go check it out. We got a, a little bit of room before our next movies. Gran Turismo and Blue Beetle are down the line. But this is exactly what we needed. Haunted Mansion, get out of here. Still got to see Talk to Me, so I'm going to build up some of this horror repertoire. But by and large, Dracula's in great hands. Thanks again for listening. As always, you guys, be sure to follow NT Movie Reviews, all your social networks on all podcast platforms and on YouTube. Weekly updates are coming, new films and streaming and in theaters. So just know that we appreciate all the effort you guys put into listening and making suggestions. And this wouldn't happen without you guys. I'm stoked to just keep doing this stuff. So stay tuned for our next episode.